Blog Talk Radio. experience life as we know it as some of you should know it yeah yeah place marcy brooklyn action well y'all know the action I got the shorty on my block, always clocking my rocks. He likes the style of profile, I think he won the mock. He likes the way I walk, he see my money talking. Now honey talking, I'm the hottest nigga in New York. And I see your tongue of pains, I know his blood boils. He wanna run with me, I know this kid to be loyal. I watched him make a few wins, the cop his little sneakers and gear. Then it's just enough for re-up again. I see myself in his eyes, I move from Levi's to guess the Versace. Now it's diamonds like Liberace, that's just a natural cycle. Nobody wanna be like like Michael, where I'm from, just some niggas who bounce from a gun. We out here trying to make our white in the cold green. I can help shorty blow out like Afro Sheen. Plus I could relive my days if you which is gone. That little nigga's peak, it's time to put it's him on. Come on, come on. Hey, hope I don't wake up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they run, get my crown. It's time to come on. Stick up my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they run, get my I'm out here slinging, bringing the drama Trying to come up in the game And add a couple of dollar signs to my name I'm out here serving, disturbing the peace Life could be better like my man Reclined in plush leather seats And selling weight, I'm selling eight Bull 16, trying to graduate To push the quarters, y'all I ain't gonna sweat him, I'ma let him come to me If he give me the nod, then these niggas don't see I'm tired of vegan out here round the clock And breaking dates And chasing crackers up the block for my pay I'm staying fresh, so chickens check I'm trying to step up to the next level Pushing vets through the jets Diamonds reflect from the sun Directly in your equilibrium and stunned I'm waiting for my day to come I got the urge to splurge I don't want a lifetime sentence Just give me the word It's time to come on And hold my own weight up in my crown Got to lock it down and when they run in my crown It's time to come on And stick up my chest and make some loot who me holding down this block? It ain't nothing. You the man, nigga. Now stop frontin'. <laughs> I like your style. Nah, I like your style. Let's drive around the world. Cool, nigga. Here's a fact. Oh, gee, I ride with you for free. I want the long-term riches and bitches. Right, listen to me. You let them other niggas get the name, skip the fame. Ten thousand or hundred G, keep your shit the same. On the low. Yeah, the only way to blow. You let your shit bubble quietly. And then you blow. Hey, keep it cool. The only way to people fool is let them show his hands and you play your cards. Then these do deal and I understand. Don't blow your dough on hot. The only thing I got in this world is my word and my nuts. It won't break up for nobody. <laughs> I like your resume. Pick a day. You can start. From now until death, do what's part, nigga. And hold my own weight up in my crown. Got to lock it down and when they ride, it's time to come on. And stick up my chest and make some loot. Got to lock it down and when they ride, it's time to come on.
think you may need all of mine. Hate to say, you know the love is blind. I'm about to see. I close my eyes. They can't see you in it all. Most of them need dollar signs to make every day your birthday and every night your Valentine. But
to our show today. You can call in and join us at 629-218-6024. Once again, this is In Studio. As advertised throughout the week, our special guest today in studio is none other than Cynthia Horner, current editor-in-chief of Hip Hop Weekly Magazine. Welcome to the show, Cynthia. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. 
Um, sometimes people get swayed by gossip that they read in the newspaper and a lot of incorrect facts that they may have read about certain people. But the time now is to galvanize. If we don't, we're going to um, go backwards. President right. Obama has really put us ahead. Yes. Thanks yes. to him, there's at least five million people who do not have health insurance right. who are now currently insured. Um, he has done a lot for the military families who nobody ever had cared anything about. Uh, his wife did a lot for us in terms of making sure that she started serving more nutritious meals, yes, which indeed. is something that nobody cared about. Um, they never cared what poor people had to eat. Right. She wanted to raise the bar and make sure that everybody had a right to have nutritious meals and that they should have vegetables instead of junk food. Right. These are just some of the things that they did, not to mention the fact that um, they were so iconic. Um, their personal appearance, um, when they go to their state dinners, looking absolutely fabulous. Yes. Um, the brilliant minds, you know, the, the education that both of the um, President Obama and his wife had, these are things to treasure. Now, unfortunately, they won't be in the White House any longer, but that's why we've got to get behind Corey Clinton. It is really, really important. Um, People are actually very surprised to see that um, Donald Trump has emerged as a frontrunner, but I wasn't really surprised because he had the means to do it, and a lot of times people sleep on this stuff. They just figure, okay, um, he's not going to get any farther ahead. This man had an agenda, and he continues pumping his agenda. Mm -hmm. Um, He is the world's best salesperson. He knows how to promote himself, and that's why he has to do what he can for our candidates. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, um, just in regards to how he actually set everything up. I think a lot of it, too, seems to be like a backlash, as you said, is the fact that this president is on the end. It's like now the other side of the coin for those who are his detractors, they'll say, well, we're going to go out and support some of these quote unquote anti Obama. Whether they actually believe in something or not, this is their get back to it. Right, but what people have to understand is this. We are supposed to be the premier nation in the world, yeah. but we have so many enemies out there. We have so many different problems that we're having in all kinds of places, not just the Middle East, but right. other places as well. A lot of things are kind of under the radar. We don't necessarily know about everything. The Department, of course, they would know. Exactly. We don't know. But that is why we have to have an experienced candidate in office. Right. There is not one person that was in that presidential race at all that Hillary Clinton has the actual experience to go into the Oval Office. And that's what people have to understand. Don't vote for someone because you were upset with that President Obama was in office, right. we have to move forward, and we have to have the right person for the job. Right. We have to have somebody that's smart. We have to have somebody with experience. Exactly. We have to have somebody who already knows how to deal with all these foreign powers. We can't have somebody just getting in office because they think that they can do it because right. they have a forum for that. You have to think about what will happen to the country once 
the election takes place right. and different key decisions have to be made. They have mm-hmm. to be made by somebody who knows what to do. Right. No, I agree with you again wholeheartedly. And uh, we thank you for that little sidebar because that was very informative. Um, and it's things we need to hear, conversations we need to have, and information that needs to be exchanged, which is part of what we do here at First Fam Radio. Um, just tell us what made you decide or what drew your initial interest in the field of journalism? Well, I started reading, as I said, very early. Mm-hmm. I started, I love reading so much that all my teachers would have me sit in class and read stories to the other students while they graded papers. Right. And what I would do is I would read these stories and I would improvise. I would add other details. If I didn't like the ending to the story, I would change everything around. And so I said, you know what? I should try to write some stories myself. Right. So when I was about six or seven, I took computer writing classes. And after that, I was just hooked. So by the time I was 11 years old, I had become the editor of our elementary school newspaper. Wow. Yeah, and that's where it really all began. When I became the editor, the first thing they did was have me interview our school principal. And that was the first time I interviewed somebody, and I actually really liked it. And then I would sit in front of the TV set and watch the newscasters. I would hear them talking about the news. And then I started reading the newspapers. My parents didn't have to read the papers when they came home. All they have to do is ask me, and I'd say, okay, this is what it's And I didn't know that this was called journalism. I finally had somebody tell me what reporting was all about. They said, right. that's journalism. I said, well, that's what I want to do. And that's what ended up happening. I just continued on in high school, working on school yearbook, mm-hmm. school newspaper, and then um, they had some um, they had some people come representing different colleges. They had them come out to our school to right. talk to us about careers. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Well, I want to study journalism." And there was a recruiter there. He said, "There's only one place for you then." Right. And he said. Pepperdine University. They right. have an amazing journalism department and you won't be far from home. Because when I was in high school, I looked like I was in elementary school because I always looked much, much younger right. in my age. So my parents didn't want me going too far away. So mm-hmm. that's what I ended up doing. Okay. Um, you said before that all your parents had to do was actually come home and ask you. Was that the segue or the preview or the initial stages of what became, if I'm not? Uh, wrong here. Ask Cynthia with Write On Magazine? Yeah, I okay. think so, yes. And what was funny is when I would tell my parents all the news and whatever was going on, whether it was on TV, on, on the news on TV, or whether it was in the newspaper, mm-hmm. I gave such an accurate account. They were like, wow, it's almost like she took notes. But I just have a really, really fantastic memory. Okay. And so I can just piece everything back together. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting how you basically started something so early in life mm-hmm. and then it evolved into what becomes your career, which is dedicated to what you put in Let me ask you this. In your free time, mm-hmm. what do you like to do to relax, have fun, just kick back? Read. 
So it's similar to the job that you do anyway. Yes. In fact, I have read so many books that some of the librarians have begged me not to check out so many books. Why is that? Because I'm a speed reader, and what I'll do is I'll go in the library and just grab a whole handful of books, and they used to laugh and say, save some for somebody else. And I'm like, no, I will have them all read in a few days. I'll bring them right back. All right. Yeah, but that's what I love to do, and I just love going to libraries. I went in two libraries yesterday. I had a little bit of free time. I could have gone shopping, and I don't like spending a lot of money. So I go in the library and sit down, look at what books they have, you know, talk to the librarians. I go in the children's department, see what books are there that people are reading, because I'm actually working on some children's books myself. Yes. Yes, I'm starting a book publishing company, and my books are going to be underneath the juvenile division. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm writing um, a series of children's books about some um, pets and stuffed animals that I've had. Okay, so is it like a continuing series? Is there going to be like a main character that constantly goes throughout the different books? Yes, Uh there's a main character, Mm -hmm. and um, I've taken my main character with me to some red carpets, Uh and she's been photographed with a teddy bear that I have. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so so you're just really looking at... Under the realm of journalism, the writing, the things you like to do, like reading as a hobby, you're looking mm-hmm. to just expand it. Yes. I also like to travel, but recently I haven't traveled a whole lot, but I'm the kind of person that I'm willing to go anywhere and everywhere. My favorite place to go was mm-hmm. Egypt. Oh, wow. I went there so that, because I used to want to be an archaeologist, too. Okay. So I wanted to go to Egypt and mm-hmm. look in the tombs and... And you know, we you know, read the hieroglyphics and um, talk to the people that live there and ride around on a camel. So I did all of that. Yeah. Have you ever spent any time in Europe? Yes. I've been to London about fifteen times. <laughs> I've been sent there on many trips. Um, I've been over there with Michael Jackson before. We were there for a week staying in a hotel at the height of his career. Wow. Yeah. And he had me driving around with my own chauffeur. And everyone over there, they assumed that I was his sister or another relative because back in those days, I had Janet Jackson's hairstyle. So some people actually thought maybe I was Janet because we're the same height and our skin color is about the same. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Have you ever given any thoughts of relocating overseas permanently? Uh, I would like to, but I'm not going to. Why? Because I I just think that we are very privileged, those of us who are from the United States, mm-hmm. and it's not the same in some of these other countries. Right. They, they have different governmental systems. Yes, they do. And um, I, I'm more comfortable over here. Okay. Tell me something. Who was the very first artist that you had the pleasure of in your professional career? Of actually sitting down and having an interview. Before I worked for Right On, my my first celebrity that I interviewed was Charles Schultz, the creator of the Peanuts cartoon series. Well, you I, you're definitely going to have to go in depth with that when we're all ears. Yeah, he he met me at a writing conference, mm-hmm. and I told him that I was going to be graduating and I was looking for a job, and the job market seemed a little tough. 
Right. And he said, what you need is something in your portfolio that's really going to stand out. And I said, well, I've got all these clippings from all these different newspaper articles. He mm-hmm. said, yeah, but you need something that nobody else has. And right. that way, you will get a job. He <laughs> said, if you interview me, he said, I tell you, that will help you get a job. Because he said, I don't do any interviews. Mm-hmm. I just draw the cartoon series. Oh, wow. So he had me drive to where he lived, which was about eight hours away. Mm. I got to go to the studio. He drew a Snoopy for me and autographed it. And <laughs> yeah, another Snoopy with a dog house. Right. And um, he put my name on it. He had drew a little heart and he put, I love Cindy. Cindy's my nickname. Okay. So I wrote the story for our magazine that we had in college and somebody did the graphics for me mm-hmm. and sure enough having that article in my portfolio when I would go around for job interviews mm-hmm. people were like mesmerized they said how did you get an interview with somebody that famous exactly. because he was reclusive but extremely well known right. and still is uh, they just had the 40th anniversary of Peanuts cartoon mm-hmm. series they had a movie and everything yeah and Charles Schultz was the first person to have an African American character in his cartoon strip. Really? Yeah. Okay, so see, yeah. this is one reason why during our initial conversation we wanted to get you here in the studio mm-hmm. because of all the information and the things we're finding out as mm-hmm. well as our listeners. Yeah. Because you know you're definitely knocking down some doors and informing us about some things mm-hmm. that we want to share. Good information. Yeah. Um, Hello, but now I have to tell you about who the famous people were when I first started working at Ride On. Once I got the job, mm-hmm. one of the first persons that I ever met was Michael Jackson. Okay. And he was 18 years old, and they wanted him to do an interview about how he was growing up. Mm-hmm. And I had to nail that interview because if I didn't do a good job, I probably would not have been able to keep up because it was very important that the editor of Right On Magazine had a great relationship with the Jackson. Right. So he was the first Jackson that I met. And he was nervous about me because he didn't know anything <laughs> about me. I was nervous to be around him yeah, just because I wasn't sure how he was going to act. Right. And so we really struck up a relationship that first day. Especially wow. when I told him I was not a fan of the Jackson 5. He was mesmerized by that. Stop. Pump the brakes. Hold the phone. <laughs> you told Michael Jackson to his face yes. when you first met him and you had to do a story on him. Yes. That you were not a fan of the Jackson 5? Yes. And as a result, I needed him to fill me in on everything because I've been in school all those years and just never had a chance to really follow mm-hmm. follow the group, especially um, living on campus at Pepperdine University, right. where there were probably about four or five black students total. Understood. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, he was so excited that he said that he wanted me to come over to his house to visit. Mm-hmm. Because he said, I can't believe it. He said, you're the only black girl <laughs> in the <laughs> world who would say something like this? Mm-hmm. And he was he was just fascinated. He thought it was the coolest thing he'd ever heard. 
Because he said that anytime a young woman would be anywhere near him, the person would either fall out, yep. scream, hysterical, cry, whatever. And he wanted to have a normal conversation with somebody. Right. And he said that he liked my honesty, too, because the way I said it, it wasn't in a negative way. Right. It was actually, you know, cute to him. Mm-hmm. And also he liked my voice, so he started entertaining my voice. After that, we had a lifelong friendship. But it all started from me confessing that I did not know all their songs. I right. knew some of them, but I I really had no opportunity to follow music right. to that degree, not like other people. Right. Yeah. That in itself is, is interesting. So you meet the King of Pop, the future King of Pop, the man that goes on to record the biggest selling album in the history of music in any genre. And by telling him that you're not familiar with his previous works, you two form a lifelong friendship and a lifelong bond. Yes. He, he said, and he, was, he just got a kick out of it. He told everyone he knew. Mm-hmm. He said, guess what? Cynthia doesn't know too much about our music or anything. So wow. then after that, the rest of his family wanted to meet me too because they were fascinated too. They said, she doesn't know anything about the Jackson 5. Mm-hmm. So they all came over to meet me. And it was, I was like really nervous because I'd never been around people that wealthy before. Right, right. And um, it was just, uh, it was just the most amazing thing. It's going in my book, of course, but right. I can't talk a lot about it, but I can say that I'm still friends with all of Jackson. Okay, that was yeah. my next question. Actually, what's your relationship like with them to this day? Yep. Um, from an with your experience, your knowledge, or any up-and-coming artist that may be listening in or that'll view this later on, you know, online. With the way technology has totally changed this industry Mm -hmm. in the past 20 to 25 years, what would you recommend for a new artist, young artist? Would you recommend, if they could, that they would actually go the independent route with all of the advantages and all the opportunities that are on social media, or do what's necessary and take the, the old path, demo tape, shows, showcases, and try to secure a record deal. Basically, would you recommend an independent route for a new artist or a major route? Well, at this rate, most people are going to have to go the independent route because they're not going to be able to get with a major record company. Mm-hmm. The way major record companies work now, because they've all downsized, mm-hmm. they don't have talent scouts and can go to every city, all these major cities anymore and try to find talent. Mm-hmm. So they want the talent to kind of come to them, come to them. through right. social media and mm-hmm. everything. For instance, if you have really huge social media numbers, trust right. me, they will find you. Exactly. Then, and they will give you a deal. Mm-hmm. But everybody else, they need to um, be on their grind. And we call it Envy Grind in Hip Hop Weekly. We have a little section that spotlights people like that. But right. it's a really great title because that's what everyone has to do now. They have to be on their grind right. because they're not just not giving out record contracts anymore to exactly. everybody. Exactly. They just can't afford it because the record industry, they're not really making a lot of money off mm-hmm. the CDs anyway. So what they do is they sign up most of these artists to these deals where they get part of the touring right. and they get part of the merchandising right. and all that. So therefore, they want somebody that's hot. Right. But 
with the advantages that we have today, mm-hmm. a lot of people can be very, very satisfied with an independent situation because they can control their destiny a little more. Exactly. Because if you're with a major record company, you cannot put out product until they decide that they want that product to come out. Mm-hmm. That might be one year from now, it could be two years from now, it could be never, depending on the situation. Right. And that's why you hear a lot of times that certain artists have gotten really frustrated with the label and they went on and leaked mm-hmm. the whole album or certain tracks online or they just put out some mixtapes. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that these people should do it, but that's what happens when artists get frustrated. Right. You know, but I say the independent route and try to get a manager who knows what he or she is doing absolutely and find some opportunities you need a manager that has some connections yes i'm not saying everybody has to have all the connections because there isn't anyone out here who has all the connections i don't care who it is um but it has to be somebody who can help you get from point a to point b so that means that the manager needs some capital because you may need some expense money for traveling. Um, you may need money for grooming. Right. Um, women always need money to get their hair done and right. get some clothing. So you've got to get the right kind of team that can put you right there in front of people. Get you on some of these festivals, um, different showcases, mm-hmm. um, get some things out on YouTube or whatever other platform you want to use and then have people help with publicity. Right. Now, I, I personally have a publicity company and I work with a lot of new talent, but publicity is so important because if people don't know who you are or know anything about you, it's really difficult to get on to the next stage. Yes, because indeed. everybody, the first question they'll ask is, well, who are you? Right. You know, what do you do? Do you have any social media numbers? Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been in any publications before? What kind of publications? Right. Are any of them publications that have some kind of national focus? Right. Um, are they publications that um, that have some kind of name behind it that people would recognize if you said you were in the publication right. before? So all of that is really, really important. With those changes and everything you just discussed, which we're gracious to you for sharing with us. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see the future of the industry, though? Well, I see the future of the industry being more like um, what you would see on Empire. What I say by that is, on Empire, you have the characters, um, they've got the label, mm-hmm. um, they try renegade ways to um, get their music out, like you'll see, maybe you'll see Hakeem doing certain things because he's trying to get um, his music out to a certain constituency. Mm-hmm. Or you might see Jamal hooking up with the dad because right. the dad had a name and it yeah. bridges the gap between old school and new school. Right. Um, these are the kinds of things that are actually happening with with um, music today. Right. You're seeing a lot of situations where some of the um, established seasoned artists 
are doing projects with some of the younger artists. They might have a younger artist as their producer, or maybe they'll use them on a track, or maybe they'll go on tour together. Um, these are the things that you have to do. Um, also, the music industry has become more like an entertainment conglomerate. So therefore, what's happening is you're not just a record recording artist with a label. You might be somebody that is also on a television show that the record company has a tie-in with. Um, it's very multi-layered at this point. It's right. the only way to survive because you cannot you cannot survive off selling um, CDs. Right. Because if you look at the billboard charts, you look at the people in the top 10, top 20, um, collectively, those people haven't even sold a couple million albums. Right. Exactly. Whereas, I've got, I personally got 40 gold and platinum records of my own that I've been given by different artists over the years. Mm-hmm. And some of those artists were not that famous. Right. But at the time, records sold a lot. It was very easy to sell 500,000 copies, which meant that you were a gold record, record artist. artist. Yeah. And it was really easy to go platinum mm-hmm. if you had enough airplay. Right. And that's not ever going to happen again. So right. that's why you're going to hear these artists' music on commercials. You'll see someone like Janelle Monet in an ad for Cover Girl. These are ways that they are maximizing the financial revenue right. of the artist. And in most cases, I'm sure the record company is partnering too because mm-hmm. they've got new business development departments and those people are out there looking for opportunities for the artists right. so that they can all share in the revenue and not just depend on records mm-hmm. that are either not selling because there's not enough stores to have them at or maybe material getting leaked online in advance and then people just downloading it and streaming it that way. You're referring to the 360 deal mm-hmm. where I, I equate it to an artist being in the center of a complete circle, mm-hmm. 360 degrees. Every entity that they turn to, they're sharing income or right. revenue. Right. Now, some of these artists, I don't know if they have a 360 deal. Mm-hmm. It may be some some of these artists probably have a manager that has some connections right. that maybe help the artist get maybe a cosmetic deal, hair care deal, mm-hmm. or whatever. So I'm not going to say that all artists that I'm talking about have a 360 deal because right. I don't personally know that. Right. But the 360 deal is what we're all hearing about and a lot of people are kind of frightened mm-hmm. by it because they're saying, wow, we have to give up everything. Right. But you have two choices in this industry. You're either going to give up something mm-hmm. um, to get in the door and then once you um, make a name for yourself, then you can renegotiate. Right. Or you may just have to sit on the sidelines. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. You can't have it both ways. It's because, remember, this is an actual business. Mm-hmm. This is not somebody just giving somebody a handout. Right. It was never that way, but people never understood that because they just assumed that if you were with a record company, the record company was going to take care of you because that's what they used to hear happen back in the day. And artists did get taken care of back in the day, but then they didn't have any royalties because they were in debt to the record company. So if 
there were royalties coming in, record company had to recoup all mm -hmm. of their expenses. So records may have sold well. If they had you living well, then you just didn't end up right. with any money for years, not off royalties anyway, right. because you would have to wait until you worked off your debt. Right. Because instead of going to the bank and getting a loan, mm -hmm. um, you've got to pay back that money. Yes. And that's what people don't understand. They look at a record deal as a way to be at radio stations and to do concerts and everything, but it's actually just a loan. Mm -hmm. And that's why some artists are taking independent deals because the overhead is much lower, so therefore... There isn't necessarily as much money to have to even pay back. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. Now, you mentioned having a good manager, how important that is. Mm -hmm. In your professional opinion, if you choose to, can you name, in your opinion, just maybe one or two individuals that you think have a decent track record or for a young aspiring manager in the business to actually try to look at as a mentor or to try to pattern themselves on? Well, that's a difficult question because everything is very debatable. Somebody that I might have thought was a good manager because of the artists that might have been in that stable, some of those artists vastly disagree. Right. They vehemently disagree and have actually sued some of these managers. Right. So I cannot tell you who is the best manager that I know of because there just seems to be problems everywhere. Right. Um, with people that um, have worked together. Now I know, I know one manager that was very loyal to his artists, and he said they always had a handshake deal. That was George Hinojosa that works with Ice T. Mm -hmm. They've been together since I say the eighties, right? And um, they've had a very successful relationship. Definitely, because Ice T is definitely one of the mm -hmm. most successful. Mm -hmm. Rap artists in the history of the mm -hmm. game, but a lot of these other companies, I just, I just can't tell you, um, because as I said, I can name some people, but I also know that some of their marquee artists are no longer with them, so I don't know, I really don't know what that means. Right. <laughs> um, but I will say that what should happen if you're young and you're aspiring. Mm -hmm. What you may have to do is maybe have a couple of people working with you because you might need somebody that's more involved with the creative end and somebody else that's working more on the business end. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's difficult to find all those qualities in one person. Right. So you may have to have like an actual team mm -hmm. where it's not just one entity that people are going to be dealing with. You may be dealing with one person on all the music stuff and maybe somebody else is in charge of looking for um, for lucrative opportunities because some people are very business savvy, mm -hmm. but they don't know anything about the creative end. Right. Yeah. Okay. Who is Cynthia Horner listening to today? A lot of a lot of old school music. Mm -hmm. um, I I'm just addicted to old school music. I guess it's partially because I actually knew all those artists. Right. Like today, as I was driving over here, I was listening to um, an OJ uh, 
the best Lojay's um, cassette, because I, I have a player in my car, and I can play cassettes, too, and I like to, because I have a lot of cassettes from a long time ago, mm-hmm. so I was listening to this uh, Best of OJ, mm-hmm. my favorite song is on there, which is I Love Music, Okay. and um, I do listen to quite a bit of that stuff, I also like soft rock, Okay. Um, I like um, music like The Carpenters, right. Carol King, Okay. All those kind of artists, um, because those people are real songwriters. See, I'm interested in anybody that really writes songs, right. because I guess because I I write not not songs, but I am a writer. Right. Now we look at the credits. So now you mentioned Carol King. Let's have a conversation real quick. You said you have cassettes. So do you have tapestry yes. on cassette or CD or is it on the iPod or all three? I have it on. I have it as a cassette. Mm-hmm. I do have it on TV, but um, the TV got damaged. Okay. But she is absolutely incredible. One of the best. Yeah, and One what the they did once, Atlantic Records actually redid Tapestry. Mm-hmm. They had all these different artists that were with the label each redo one of her songs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as a trip to her. Right. Now, of the contemporary artists, I like the people that I write about for hip hop weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, I just interviewed Kat Deluna okay. for Hip Hop Weekly. She's beautiful. She's now following me on Twitter. She sent several tweets to me in the past several days because she's really into social media. Okay. And she's on E1 Music. Right. Anyway, she's really, really beautiful, international artist. Mm-hmm. I love her. I also love my friend Sheva the Connect. Okay. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because he had a really big record, and I know the whole story behind it. Right. I got to interview him, so I like him. Uh-huh. I love music show Soul Child, who has new music coming out. Yeah. I actually, um, yeah, he's definitely a favorite. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot of favorites, and they're not the favorites that anybody would think. People would assume, okay, Beyonce, Rihanna, Jason, Drake. Yeah, so I, I love them, but. I love people that are under the radar, right. and I also like people that are very, very creative. Mm-hmm. So, I have eclectic taste. You have depth to your choices. Right, right. right. Yeah, because, see, for me, my music taste is going to be different from other people's because I have been personally exposed to the greatest talents that have ever lived in R&B and pop music. Right. So therefore, a lot of the newer artists, I'm not really sold on them because they don't have a lot of the qualities that I think make up a good artist. They've just been really, really lucky. Mm-hmm. So if I like something somebody does, that means that what they've done is really, really great. Right. Yeah, really, really, really great. Okay. Yeah. Are you a James Taylor fan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. See, we're on good terms here. I knew, I knew there was a reason yeah. why I wanted to get you up here. Yeah. <laughs> and Prince is somebody I'm starting to listen to a lot again because mm-hmm. he passed away, and I'm, I'm yeah. the first person that did a national interview with him early in his career. Really? So, yes. Yes. We were friends. We didn't remain friends on the level that I would have with other people mm-hmm. for various reasons, but we thought very fondly of each other. Right. In fact, I just saw an obituary that was written on him 
about three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It ran in the Miami Herald, and the reporters with Ted Prince had a crush on me, which is why he let me interview him all the time in the early days. Really? Yeah. Yeah, my husband saw that, and he's like, oh, so Prince had a crush on you? He said, I didn't know that. And I said, well, you didn't know me. Back then? Yeah, but um, <laughs> he was, like, shocked because he happened to see that himself. Right. And, um, you know, so that was interesting. I'm, I'm very sad about his passing. Yeah, definitely. Very great talent. Definitely a loss for the um, music community and the music mm-hmm. industry as a whole. Um, and as far as the press thing, I'm sure you are now going to be the envy of a lot of women across the world when they hear that. I've, I've already started hearing from people. People want all the details, which, of course, they cannot get at this time. But one Uh-oh. person did call, and she said, she was a publicist. She said, can I just ask you one question? And I thought she was calling me about something else. Mm-hmm. She said, what did Prince look like the first time you ever saw him? Did he look as good then as he did in later years? And that's all this lady wanted to ask me. Right. What did Prince look like when I first met him? Okay. Um, really, really quick, uh, before we go to break, you're here with us on First Fam Radio. We are an internet radio station. What's your opinion on the importance or the state of radio, particularly internet radio and satellite radio at this point, the way the industry is? Well, they're very important at this point because if you think about the music, the radio stations that traditionally exist in different cities, mm-hmm. some of those radio stations went out of business. Right. They either consolidated, um, they just went off the air altogether, no explanation or mm-hmm. anything. So, internet and satellite is the way that you can always hear something. And right. you can also hear more music that you're interested in mm-hmm. at commercial speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. because um, a lot of people turn to satellite primarily because they did not want to have to hear all those commercials. Right, right. And then when I started listening, I said, well, I feel the same. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Commercial free. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to take a break. This is Music with Peace, First Fam Radio. You're listening to In Studio with our special guest today, uh, the editor-in-chief of Hip Hop Weekly Magazine and the former editor of Rhino Magazine, Miss Cynthia Horner. We'll be back in just a few minutes with more in studio. Tired of getting shot at, tired of getting chased by the police and arrested. Niggas need a spot where we can kick it, a spot where we belong that's just for us. Niggas ain't got to get all dressed up and be Hollywood. You know what I mean? Where do niggas go when we die? Ain't no heaven for a thug nigga. That's why we go to Thug Mansion. That's the only place where thugs get in free and you got to be a G. At Thug Mansion. My place has been my quiet night Time to unwind So much pressure in this life of mine I cried times I once contemplated suicide And would have tried But when I held that knife All I could see was my mama's eyes 
No one knows my struggle, they only see the trouble Not knowing it's hard to carry on when no one loves you Picture me inside the misery of poverty No man alive has ever witnessed struggles I survive Praying hard for better days, promise to hold on Me and my dogs ain't have a choice but to roll on We found a finally spot to kick it Where we could drink liquor and know what bickers over trick shit A spot where we can smoke in peace even though we cheese, we still visualize places that we can roll in peace. And in my mind's eye, I see this place. The players going past. I got a spot for us all so we can ball at the best. They tell me home is where the heart is, they're departed I said tattoo tears and couldn't sleep good for multiple years Witness fears, cats, gunshots, nobody cares Seen the politicians' banners, they'd rather see us locked in chains Please explain why they can't stand us Is there a way for me to change? Or am I just a victim of things I did to maintain? I need a place to rest my head with a little bit of homeboys that remain Cause all the rest there Right behind you, show me and I'll go. How can I be peaceful? I'm coming from the bottom, watch my daddy scream peace while the other man shot him. I need a house that's full of love when I need to escape the deadly place of playing drugs. It's us, man.
Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. continuation of in studio this is music matisse i'm joined once again by our special guest this week cynthia honer editor-in-chief of hip-hop weekly um we discussed prior to going to break we discussed an array of topics and again we do want to thank you for your time and allowing us you know this opportunity to sit down relax for a minute and actually have a conversation with you um my next question is in regards to everything that we discussed, we discussed management, we discussed technology, we discussed the importance of radio and particularly our format of internet radio. If you could change or you could suggest a change based on your entire career, everything you've seen, the transition of the entire industry, if you could change anything about the inter- the entertainment industry itself with everything that you've experienced, the changes, the growth, the rise, the falls, what would that one thing be? You can, you can only choose one thing that you would change about this industry. What would it be? Okay. Well, since we're here at a radio station, I would say radio formats. Okay. Because the problem that I see is we have artists putting out music. A lot of this music is not really able to be heard because it depends on where you are in the country and what kind of stations are available as to whether or not you have the opportunity to have your music heard Mm -hmm. except through the Internet. Right. And the Internet is actually a better way to go at this point because a lot of the major stations that we all used to listen to when we were younger, they're not Mm -hmm. even here anymore. Exactly. They, they, They folded primarily due to um, financial difficulties, um, being in debt for millions and millions of dollars, then being taken over by another corporation mm-hmm. that has decided what they want to do with the music for our community. Right. So I think that we all need to support internet radio more and satellite radio more because at least we have an opportunity to hear more of a body of work that the artists come out with. Mm-hmm. Because with some of these other radio stations, if you don't have a record in the top 10, top right. 20, mm-hmm. it's not going to get heard. Right. And those, a lot of those songs are not even that great. It's just that <laughs> people have some connections to push those records through. 
Do me a favor, say that one more time, please. <laughs> no, records not being that great, and that people just push them on through. Whereas with internet, people can they can listen to a whole CD or EP, whatever, and say, "Hey, I like track number five. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start playing this track." Right. And trust me, the artists appreciate it because I know that when I do my interviews for Hip Hop Weekly, mm-hmm. um. I sometimes have to go to iTunes and start listening to it because I might not have the actual CD. I'll pick out some other songs that are on the person's album, and Uh I'll talk to them about those songs. And they really appreciate it because when an artist puts out music, they want people to hear everything. They don't want just one song they did to, to be the one, right? You know, because a lot of times they aren't even the person that decides what that one song is going to be. be. Exactly. And Sometimes when I interview people, they'll say, oh, that's not even my favorite song, or or that song's only getting played because it has so-and-so on it. But, you mm-hmm. know, they may start talking about the other songs that I like and right. ones that they like, too. Okay. So this is definitely the way to go. And you have a very cost-effective situation here, mm-hmm. and it's it really works because you can have in-person guests because I came here. Right, exactly. So um, I really... Salute Burst Fan Radio. Well, we thank you for that. And on that note, uh, Music Matisse would like to send a shout out to Big Malone and, uh, of course, Charles Coven, a.k.a. Chill Jizzy, Burst Fan Radio fan. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you, but uh, That's okay. now back to our regular scheduled broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the last questions before we wrap this up um, that I have for you as a minority and as a female. What have you seen change over the years in regards to women of color in the entertainment industry as a whole? And do you think with whatever changes you've observed that it's for the better or for the worse? Well, okay, you put me on the hot seat there. We have a lot of women in the business. I know that when I first started, there weren't very many female journalists at all, not women of color anyway. Right. Um, there are quite a few now. I wouldn't necessarily call all of them journalists, but they are media. They are in the media right. in some capacity, and they're making money, and they're making names for themselves. But I think that we as women have to make sure that we are representing ourselves properly. Right. I think that is very, very important because we still have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. For instance, we still don't have our first female president. So right. the fact that we don't even have our first female president yet, mm-hmm. that just goes to show that men still dominate the world. Right. Uh, it's not like what Beyonce says where women <laughs> rule the world because that's not really happening yet. Right. The women that I know are still fighting a good fight. They're still trying to push up against that glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still trying to make their boss moves and a lot of times they get held back. Mm-hmm. But the key is to be professional, be about your business, mm-hmm. not be about dating all the different men you meet. If I dated every male celebrity that was ever in Write On Magazine, I never would have been at work. Right. You know, because <laughs> in those days, just think of all the hot celebrities that we, we, we had. Right. You know, you have to be about being professional. Right. Um, professional. And you have to be about... Um, if you get that opportunity mm-hmm. to get through that door, you have to make the best of it. Right. You have to be the best that you can possibly be. Right. Yeah. 
Okay. My last question, and the floor will be yours after I ask this question. Okay. Um, for any closing remarks that you wish to make, what does the future hold for Cynthia Horner? Oh, unfortunately, there was an announcement I was hoping I could make today, and I But you just have to stay tuned because there are some very interesting things happening. Mm -hmm. I'm still going to do what I'm already doing, but I'm just expanding my brand more. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing I will say is I I am starting a book publishing company. Um, I actually have some manuscripts. Some of the manuscripts have actually come from people who are incarcerated. Wow. Yeah. They just sought me out through the Internet and... A lot of these people have some really, really good projects, yeah. and I would like to help them. Wow. I also want to have my juvenile book series mm-hmm. for young people, because when I was a little girl, there were very few authors that were people of color. Right. In fact, right. one of the only ones that I really knew about was Alex Haley. He mm-hmm. had done, um, he had written um, Malcolm X's autobiography for okay. him, right. and that was the only one that I knew. Mm-hmm. So I want children of all ethnic groups to know that African Americans can Mm -hmm. write books that are colorless. Just like how Michael Jackson used to talk about the peacock being his favorite um, bird because it was a rainbow. Yeah, had all the colors. Yeah, and I want to be like that too. I also want to get into television. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to have a talk show of my own since I like to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have compared me to an Oprah Winfrey, and okay. I think that's a very flattering comparison, but I know what they're talking about mm-hmm. uh, in terms of being able to skillfully interview people. Right, right. Because whenever I, I'm interviewing somebody, one of the last um, remarks they make is, this is the best interview I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully that will happen. Right. And like I said, I have a couple of surprises that I will be able to announce in about um, maybe three weeks or so. Okay. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, In three weeks, can you come back here and make the announcement here? Can First Fam Radio be first in regards to your announcement? Um, We would love to be, and we're just going to extend an open invitation. My problem is my schedule is so packed with some other things. I would like I would like you to to get that opportunity. Well, we I can come to, to you. I just have to work that out um, because right now mm-hmm. I'm working on the Universal Hip Hop Museum has the Women's Committee that has the Women of Hip Hop three day weekend, mm-hmm. which is June third through the fifth. Okay. And we are working very hard to get that all completed. Shout out to Shaw Rock, the first female MC. Definitely, definitely. She's the one spearheading this, and her partner, Dr. Cookie Humphrey. Okay. And I'm the third for the trio. But Angie Stone is going to perform. She's going to wow. reunite with her group sequence, which was the first the female. The first female? Wow. Yeah. Man. They're going to be singing Funk You Up and some other hits. Yeah. And um, DJ Cool Keith will be there. From Ultramagnetic? Um, oh, you said DJ Cool Keith. I'm thinking the let MC. Me cl- let me clear my, my throat. It's DJ Cool. Yeah, uh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. No, okay. no it's no problem. We'll be there. Bahamadia will be there. Okay. Um, 
a lot of people are going to be there. So I'm working on that right now. And I'm also working with a team group called the Chatter Boys. Yes. And we are really starting to blow up. They're going to be on the cover of two teen magazines pretty soon. Okay. And, yeah, they have a lot of stuff going on. They're from North Philly, so I've been working with them. Okay. And I do a lot of things. I I can't even tell you my, my bio Every time I look at my bio, I say, I need to change my bio because there's stuff yeah, left out. Longer and longer. Yeah. 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 My life is like the never-ending story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, my birthday is coming up in a few days. So oh, wow. Yeah. My birthday is, I think, Saturday. Okay. I've lost track of time. Okay. My birthday is May 21st. Okay. Yeah. Well, on the early side, um, we here at First Fam Radio would like to wish you an early Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. And we definitely want to let you know that we're going to support and we're in support of everything you're doing. Oh, thank um, you. For everyone out there that's listening, you heard her mention the Chatter Boys. They will be our special guests later on today. So we're definitely going to turn the studio way up when they come in the oh, building because yeah. that's a different type of energy um, yeah, from, from younger have, men. And they younger have a performers. lot of energy. Yes, they do. And you know what is great about the Chatter Boys? Right now, there are very few young acts Mm-hmm. They do clean music. Right. They do. Their dad insists on it, and okay. that's what they want to be anyway. Right. They don't want to be negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't want to talk about killing people and right. shooting and all right. that, you know. And I think that's really good because these kids today have very few role models to look up to. That's true. You know, it's very, very sad. See, back in the day, we did have more role models at the mm-hmm. time, and then recently they all fell off because right. people didn't want to invest any money in young acts. Yep. So that's what's great about them. Right. Also, I would like to say that there are a lot of artists who did not get mentioned because I know too many, mm-hmm. but I would like to say <laughs> keep reading Hip Hop Weekly. Mm-hmm. You'll see all these different interviews with all these people that I've done. Okay. Um, and you'll read the gossip and everything, because I do have some gossip that's in there. But what I would like to say about magazines, keep supporting magazines. Right. Because magazines are kind of like a dying business to some degree because yes. people are not supporting them. Right. If you want, if you like magazines, you like having something to physically hold in your hand, mm-hmm. buy the magazines that are out there. Yeah. I'm not just talking about any that I work with, but I'm talking about all publications, right. whether it's a newspaper or a magazine. We have got to support physical products right. because we've kind of gotten away with that from that because people are into telephones and computers and all that. But back in the day, this is all we ever had. Right. We used to not have BET, MTV. Right. All we had were magazines like Right On and Ebony. Those were yeah. those were the publications right. back in the day. They were. Yeah. And that was the source of news. You either if you were with a record company, you had to go stop by the magazine offices mm-hmm. and do those interviews. And then go to the radio station. Right. And you see what's happening with radio. So it's just like the trickle-down effect. Right. And what surprises me is that more of our people have not said anything about it. They're just letting all this stuff just disappear. Mm-hmm. And we're not fighting We're not fighting for these publications and our radio stations. That's and right. this is our legacy. Right. This is stuff we create. Right. 
That's why um, the Universal Hip Hop Museum is important. That they're trying to build that because they want to have a place where you can actually go and you can see on display um, photographs, um, artifacts, memorabilia mm-hmm. from a long time ago. And um, it's just been a struggle with that even because mm-hmm. I don't think that people really appreciate the fact that there are people out here struggling and fighting for us to have permanency. You know, we don't right. want to be a flash in the pan. We don't want to be somebody that's temporary. Right. We need our own product. Right. We need places to see our product. We need yeah. places to hear our product. I agree. What's your opinion on hardline as far as just like hard copies or online or digital magazines? Do you think that they can both coexist with the way things are now and in the future? Or you think that eventually one is going to have to be placed in front of or before the other? Well, right now, um, there have been some magazines that actually closed down um, or resorted to an online format. Right. But there have been backers and people who just felt like that should not be the case. And they brought back a lot of magazines that have temporarily gone out of business as a physical entity. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that when you go by these newsstands and you see, you can see all these mainstream publications that are still out there, Mm -hmm. and then you don't see the ones for our people. Right. Well, there are there are enough people that are starting to say, wait a minute, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. We need physical magazines too. Right. You know. Right. And I, I think that, um, but there has to be more of a demand. I think people need to demand to see these magazines and say, where are these magazines? Mm-hmm. You know, or I will buy this magazine right. when there is another issue of it. I don't care if it costs five ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Magazines used to cost like maybe a couple of dollars. Right. I think the first issue of Write On cost about a dollar, but that was back <laughs> in like 1970. In 1971, I believe. Right. Yeah, that's when they had their first issue. That was about a dollar. But now magazines are very expensive, but it's because of the cost Cost, of paper and everything. Right. Okay. And it's funny you say that because I can remember looking forward to that new issue every month. Like, Mm -hmm. literally getting out of school, running to the newsstand, or if it was on a Saturday, that was like one of the first places that you went on a Saturday morning right. was to the local newsstand to see if they had the new copy of writing. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, again, we want to extend an open invitation to you. You're always welcome. Um, Thank you. Feel free to come to First Fam first. Okay. okay. For any information, we want you to come here first Okay. Um, in regards to anything that you're doing, anything that you have going on. Um, and before we put a bow on this, once again, in regards to the Women in Hip Hop, give us that date again and the location. It's June 3rd, the Alhambra Ballroom in Harlem, okay. which is um, a very prestigious place. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have a silent auction there. Mm-hmm. I'm auctioning off something. Okay. I'm auctioning off a publicity package where someone could get a few months of service from me if they pay for an auction package. Wow. My husband, Ken, the photographer, who has photographed everyone from um, President Obama to Beyonce, he's mm-hmm. offering a photo package for someone to get a photo session with him. Okay. And it's 
Um, we have other prizes too. Daniel Marshall, the cigar company, they're one of our sponsors. Okay. So there'll be free cigars in the house oh. for those that smoke. I don't smoke, but I took a picture with Mr. Daniel Marshall recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it'll be a great time. Um, it's it's going to be a great day for hip hop because right. you'll have so many legends in the house. Even um, Cool Herc is going to come to visit. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So all these people are going to be on the red carpet, but you're going to be on the red carpet too. So you'll, yes, be, we getting, will. you'll be able to get these firsthand interviews right. with, you know, with all these different people. And we thank you for that. Yeah. You know. Um, with that being said, we're getting ready to wrap it up. And again, okay. thank you. You have a standing open invitation. Anytime that we can be of service right. here first, thank ma'am. You. Do not hesitate to let us know. Yeah, I certainly will. I just wish I could have said something today. I'm mm-hmm. grinning over. I have to wait. But that just means you have to come back. That's the whole point of it. We'll, we welcome you back. Whenever you're ready to make that grand announcement, you can do it right here. I barely made it because I I saw all these wonderful stores in the area. So mm-hmm. I I stopped <laughs> in about ten stores. I actually started out at um, ten thirty this morning. Wow. But you see, I got here around two thirty right. because I stopped in a bunch of stores well, all we, along the way. Well, we thank you for your time. Yeah, because I'm 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 a shopaholic in terms of looking for partners. Yeah, mm. so. I was in every garden store you have up here. You're on live with Music Matisse in studio. This is First Fam Radio with our special guest, Ms. Cynthia Horner, editor-in-chief of Hip Hop Weekly. How you doing, sir? How you doing, my sir? My name is Mr. Vaughn. Calling yeah. from New Jersey. How you doing, Mr. Matisse? I'm good, sir. How are you? All right, all right. I had a question for Ms. Horner today. How you doing, Ms. Horner? I am fine. How are you? Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Pleased to meet you uh, over the phone and pleased to... Uh, talk to you right now. I have a question for you mm-hmm. uh, in uh, reference to the publications you were speaking about earlier. Yes. And uh, one of the questions that I had was why are uh, some of our publications allowed or wrongfully advocated uh, by the higher ups? Um, what I mean by that, I say that uh, because it seems to be uh, one of the first ingredients, you know, that's looked for by our talented artists nowadays. Wait, I, I'm. I, I'm not certain I understand the question. Are you are you referring to the big celebrities um, bypassing some of the African American publications once they become well known? Yes, in reference to you know a lot of you know uh, like the content in the songs, you know the publications as far as the content in the songs nowadays, uh, it seems to be allowed. You know, of our artists, it seems to be allowed to be dumped down. Uh, it seems to be uh, um, ABC, BEFG, uh-huh. rather than, you know, those talented artists that you and I, you know, are used to that, that, that are, you know, oh. they come from online from. So it seems to be like, you know, if anything goes when it comes to our artists, but, you know, another artist is, you know, are held a little bit accountable for their material. Well, I think that um, part of it is the artist's fault, too, because. Um, what happens, I think, uh, they have meetings with the record company, and I guess sometimes in these meetings, people talk about, oh, let's go with the current trend. Um, the current trend is talk about money or, or talk about um, violence or whatever. 
And a lot of times, some of these artists, they, they second-guess themselves, and they say, okay, maybe I should talk about some of these topics that these people are claiming are the trendy topics or the topics that, um, that ought to be addressed instead of what I really want to say. Um, but I think that what needs to happen is management and artists really have to get a game plan together so that they're not talked into doing something that really is actually going to be somewhat harmful to their career and compromise their artistic um, freedom. But like I said, it depends on the artist too, because a lot of times artists are very tunnel vision and they're very isolated. So if somebody tells them that there are certain topics that are relevant right now and they need to get with the program and do it, they might think, well, hey, these people know better than I do, so they may go for it. But you're right that certain other artists um, that are more mainstream, they don't really have that problem. They, they don't. Because if you look at, and a good example of that would be Adele. She came out, she sold 7 million copies mm-hmm. of an album, even though we know the business is so poor that most people can barely go platinum being famous. But she had excellent music. They made sure that she had just the right photos. They made sure that her publicity plan was on point. Make sure that she got television specials that um, coincided with the release of the product Mm -hmm. and everything. But that's what I'm saying. These artists that are still with these large record companies, they're right. going to have to be more demanding. They're right. they're going to quit. They've got to stop going for the opio, and they're going to have to say, "Look, I want to be able to do what these other big mainstream artists are doing. I want the, I want the total package. I don't want to have mm-hmm. to do things that debase myself." just to get on a few radio stations. Right. Can it be revived for the positive, or have we set ourselves up for further damage as far as that's concerned? In other words, you know, the artists, uh, have they gone too far with letting any kind of content that sells, that have sells, that don't get me wrong, the trap music and all this other kind of foolishness, it sells. I'm not trying to take any money out of anybody's pockets, whatever. I don't condone it, however, you know, have we gone too far in letting that foolishness and that type of uh, music go to where, like, you know, we we set ourselves up, you know, for further damage? Well, we've gone we we've gone pretty far, unfortunately. But I'm very optimistic. Things can be turned around. It just takes a few people going in the right direction that make an impact that can actually kind of help turn the tide. Because like, for instance, right now, Prince has been an artist since 1978. Okay, he's had his ups and downs. He started out um, a little slow, then he picked up momentum, then he became a superstar. But in later years, he wasn't able to get much airplay, even though his music um, was still quality music. Uh, the radio stations weren't really um, playing him. They had moved on to a lot of other artists that were not musical geniuses. But now that he has passed away, 
people are hungry to know more about Prince, right. and anybody who has a forum to play his music can start replaying all of his old tracks, right. not just um, the key hit records. And people are now realizing what a genius he was and what what type of um, musical content he's had. And he's the top-selling artist on the list, and he's getting a lot of radio airplay. So I think that, unfortunately, it's sad that he passed away. His legacy of having people interested in finding out more about him and his body of music is actually one way to help salvage everything. Right. Because now everybody, no matter how old a person is, whether they knew anything about Prince before or not, they are loving his music. They're mm-hmm. looking at his old videos. They even started showing Purple Rain at the movie right. theater. Exactly. And kids were coming out to see it. Yep. So that inspires me. That makes me feel that we can turn things around. We can always turn things around. It just has to be more of a concerted effort of people who know better, who can get into these decision-making positions and help do something about it. But yeah, we, we can turn it around. I think we will, especially now that Prince is number one. Instead of certain other artists that I won't name who <laughs> do not really have quality product at this point. I, I appreciate that, there. Thank you very, very much well, thank for you. my questions. And I'm very optimistic as well, and I'm very positive as well for the outcome of the future. I'd like to thank you very, very much uh, for talking with me. Uh, Mr. Matisse, I listen to you all the time, sir. I'm an number one fan. And First Train Radio is my number one station, and I thank you very, very much for uh, answering my question. Well, we thank you for your support, and we hope that you and many of our listeners continue to support us. We do appreciate the time you take to call in, to hit us up on social media, and the time you actually take to look up our videos and our shows and everything on YouTube as well. Mm -hmm. Um, With that being said, we are going to wrap up this portion of In Studio um, with our special in-studio guest today, Cynthia Horner, the editor-in-chief of Hip Hop Weekly. Stand by. We will be back in just a few with the Chatter Boys. We're getting ready to turn it I'm way up. I'm fight for the prestige, not for me, but to uplift my little brothers who are sleeping in concrete floors today in America. Black people who are living on welfare. Black people who can't eat. Black people who don't know no knowledge of themselves. Black people who don't have no future. I want to win my title and walk down the alley, settle in the garbage can.
missile Who's swift enough to knock you out with Mike Fitness He ain't blister from holding mic tight So say it's fight night We'll throw the R after the F Cause I'ma take away your breath The bell ring And now it's just a daily operation Yo, you talk like lubrication You can't see this occupation But when I'm And you know we hail from Shoe Barrel El Brooks Because the train is by the Joseph Durrell We like now we perfect slang like a gang of street masons. Crowd check, make the next two pyramid architects. Replace the last name with the X. The man's got a God complex. Take the sex, change your picture. Watch Muhammad play the messenger like holy Muslim scripture. Take orders from only God, only war. When it's jihad, see Ali appears as I hear to reconnect 400 years. So we the people don't, but equal give love and such things. To the man who made the fam remember when we were kings. The ring and I'll derange no more. I'm hearing no comments. Everyone looks despondent, dejected, rejected, similar to lips and catching lips. Be the sunny, oh man, it's still the greatest in this. The hell with Frazier, yapping about that negative. Now listen, you can try and escape if you want to, but ask yourself, who the hell you gonna run to? Like shot it out of you, got a punch that I can sleep to. Who's your tribe? What's the rhyme? Forever come. You sing amazing grace over two dollar plates. One roll, snake eyes like Jake the Snake. Many lies put up with six. Watch our sins at the Great Lakes. You and I cannot see eye to eye, so therefore we can't relate. I'm here when I make myself crystal clear. You bet you can't feel when I lace you up in Zaire. Tussle with a lasso and the Royal Rumble. The brave boys commend in the constant jungle. I remember when Cassis played with the script, taking tricks to Zimbabwe. Africans started calling the God Ali Kumaye. So bright, it beat the God stricken, God nutrition. Lightning stricken, blows that feel like you were poison ready. Ha, yo, I'm about to blister you and your sister. Predicting every mess with me for my bike. This be your last warning once you walk right past the door. Ali get forming, gon' lock until the morning. Marching my name is provided by Joseph Mobutu. Special guest of honors like the Archbishop Desmond Hutu. We watch the rumble in the jungle. See who be the targeted uncle to be the first to fall and fumble. Love blows, they get thrown like solid milestones. Turning and shaking up, imbalance your chromosomes. With the force, without the warriors. When I bust your identify me as the Lord that called me. I'm going to fight for the prestige, not for me, but to uplift my little brothers who are sleeping in the concrete floors today in America. 
black people who are living on welfare, black people who can't eat, black people who don't know no knowledge of themselves, black people who don't have no future. I want to win my title and walk down the alley, settle on the garbage can. Like Ali versus Foreman God's act, stand back and watch Devil's time out, can't be time with no swatch Watch who I am, the black Abraham Zumbo, zumbo, bang, yellow man, Vietnam Adding extra bars, I spar with little tour Taking keep them from Zars Winning more wars than the more Now what's the deal, star? I've seen the devil spar with the law Mathematics was the key to set my whole race free You might debate me, a refugee, no harm hurt me Dying thirsty from the struggle to my own Hustle rubble on the low What was me to show the free bar right? The righteous Asiatic, take a while, shit turn off light Civilized, like the Molly Burgundy Wally rockin', seen the fifth when Ali clocked And John Forte, you keep you locked in all around, you got to recognize and witness this mister Who's swift enough to knock you out with Mike Fitness He's blister from holding my sight So say it's fight night Or throw the R after the F Cause I'ma take away your breath The way And now it's just a daily operation Yo, you talk like lubrication You can't see this occupation But when I'm And you know we hail from Shoe Barrel L Brooks Because the train is rise up Yo, you the right in cases. Now we perfect slang like a gang of street masons. Squad check make the next true pyramid architect. Replace the last name with the X. The man's got a God complex. Take the text, change the picture. Watch Muhammad play the messenger like holy Muslim scripture. Take orders from only God, only war. When it's jihad, see Ali appears as I hear to reconnect 400 years. So we the people dark, but equal give love and such things. To the man who made the fam remember when we were kings. The ring and I'll derange I'm hearing no comments. Everyone looks despondent. Dejected, rejected, similar to lips and catching lips. Be the sunny. My man is still the greatest in this. The hell with Frazier. Gapping about that negative. Now listen, you can try and escape if you want to. But ask yourself, who the hell you gonna run to? Like shot it out of you got a punch that I can sleep to. Gucci tribe, what's the rhyme? Forever come. You sing amazing grace over two dollar plates. One roll, snake eyes like Jake the Snake. Many lies put up with six. Watch our sins at the Great Lakes. You and I cannot see eye to eye, so therefore we can't relate. I'm here when I make myself crystal clear. You bet you can't feel when I lace you up in Zaire. Tussle with a lasso and the Royal Rumble. The brave voice for men in the constant jungle. I remember when Cassius Clay flipped the script, taking tricks to Zimbabwe. Africans started calling the God Ali Umayyad. So bright, it beat the God stricken, God nutrition. Lightning stricken, those that feel like you were poisoned. Ha, yo. I'm about to blister you and your sister Predicting every mess ripping me all my bike This be your last warning Once you walk right past the door I'll leave your foreman Gonna lock until the morning Ma, 
provided by Joseph Mobutu. Special guests of honors like the Archbishop Desmond Tutu. We watch the rumble in the jungle. See who be the targeted uncle to be the first to fall or fumble. Nothing blows, they get thrown like solid milestones. Turning and shaking up. Imbalance your chromosome. With the force, with thousand warriors. When I bust them, identify me as the Lord and Torian. They say this is a big rich town I just come from the poet's part Bright light city life I gotta make it This is where it goes down I just happen to come up hard I never took a straight path nowhere Life's full of twists and turns Bumps and bruises, I live, I learn I'm from that city full of yellow gas and skyscrapers It's hard to get a start in these parts without paper Homie, I grew up in hell A block away from heaven That corner ate 15 minutes and moved to seven Pure snow 
baggage and watch it go. Occupational options, get some blow up some hoes. Shoot the ball of the strap, learn the rap or the jack. Fuck it, man, in the meantime, go ahead and pump a pack. This my regal royal flow, my James Bond bounce. That 007, that 62 on my count. I'm an undercover liar, I lie under the covers. Look a bitch in the eyes and tell her, baby, I love it. You're my inspiration, you're my motivation. You're the reason that I'm moving with no hesitation. This is a big, rich town, yeah. I just come from the poet's part. Bright like city lights, I gotta make it. This is where it goes down. I make a move, maneuver around the rats and wolves, I'm from the school. A hard knock, shots pop, bodies drop, graveyard, pick a plot, cause niggas want your spot. I'm trying to stack shit, then I go legit. Hollow tips, stuff them in the clip, case niggas trip. My cocaine endeavors, give me corporatized. I'm supposed to lose, watch me win against the odds. All I got is my word balls and my instinct, I'm trying to make it. We already made it, my friends think. We already on top, I got a bigger plan. No more controlled substances or hand to hand. White collar visions, game changing mission. Big risk, big wins, equal bigger living. Perfect position, watch me transition. From caterpillar to butterfly in the sky. Search 
for a new life. Dreams to be straight, just show faith and leave all the stress to me. And we can do this most definitely. Most definitely. Don't get your studio this is music for teach right here on firstfamradio.com each and every sunday you can catch us from four to six we had a special edition today we want to thank miss cynthia horner editor-in-chief of hip-hop weekly for stopping by she not only came by she came by and brought us some special guests um all the listeners out there put your hands together we got philadelphia's own chatter boys in the building today Yes, indeed. What's up? What's up? What's up? This chatter boy right here. My name's Esco. Got a little shorty with me. I mean, we came in day one. Thank First Fan Radio for having us out here today. Definitely. Definitely. So what's going on, fellas? What y'all been up to? Man, we just been grinding, man, making a lot of music. Um, okay. We got um our first our first single you haven't heard about it yet. It was Show Me. You can look it up. It's on mm-hmm. Warstar YouTube. Warstar got about like ninety thousand views. Wow. Um. And on YouTube, probably got about like thirty thousand, but it's but it's, it's climbing. So okay, um, we also came out. We got our second single, which is Weekend. Okay, and that's what Fully Flop. Shout out Fully Flop, man. We um, Cheddar Boys. There's only two of us here right now, mm-hmm. and we got our dancers. Our dancers, they back home, but they doing good. Okay, and we just we just having fun. That's the main thing that's important with music today. What part of Philadelphia are you guys from? North Philly. Okay, okay, and tell everybody out there listening how old you are. Um, my name is Nesco, and I'm 18. Hello, Shorty, and I'm 16. Okay, you guys brothers? Yes, yes, sir. Okay. What actually got you all involved in the music business? How did you start making music or want to make music? Um, ever, ever since I was a little kid, music always been my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I always liked the listening music. I, I, was a, I was a good listener, even in school. I was a good okay. listener. But making music... It just came. It just came up. I don't know. It came. I just mm-hmm. started writing. I like. I like English. Started writing. So I, I wrote, <laughs> and I started putting words together. I, I saw that I was good at it. But it wasn't really until my friends told me, "Oh, yo, you should do something about it. You should. You should even go further than what you're right. doing right now." Right. And 
I mean, it happened. I, I just say I got lucky. My father's. A, I give. A, I give a big up to my father. My father's the one that who put support behind us, and, and okay. he, just, he made us go with it. He just made us go with it. He got a studio, and mm-hmm. we, we did basically what we're doing now, just making music. Okay. And my, and my, yeah, my dad was always around my music, even when we was young, about DMX, Ice Cube, and all that. Mm-hmm. But then I started writing music, so I had a school project. And they said, if you want to write an essay, you want to make a project, you want to draw the image, or you write a song about the book you're reading or something. Right. I didn't want to write no essay. <laughs> and I already knew I had a studio. <laughs> so, I wrote, so I wrote a song about it, and like, everybody in my class said, like, that said, like, they liked the album Brad. And stick with it. Okay. My dad said it was surprising to him, too. He didn't know he had this um, talent. Really? Yeah. Well, does he do music himself? No. Okay. Okay. Well, you guys are definitely on the right track so far. Tell me this. Since you guys started making music, what has been the best thing or, or what is it about it that you like the most that has happened to you since you started making music? Um, the best thing I would say is um like I got this I got this producer. He really he's really he's my, he's a family man, but he's known like his name is Ellie Dove. Mm-hmm. He um he makes a lot he makes a lot of music but he's real good he's blind he's, he's, a, wow. he's a blind producer but he's good with his ears he he, ma- he pushes us and pushes us and pushes us when i first started yeah. working with him like he's mm-hmm. real critical he tells me look you got to do this again no i don't like that do this do this do this again so so the other day he told me he was like listen you, you become a, um, a professional um mm-hmm. slowly but slowly you are you are right and and that's what I, I that's what i like about it so far because i'm progressing i haven't seen myself progressing and right. to hear from my older cousin it, it 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 gave me it gave me a lot of confidence. Good. I don't know patience, a lot of patience, understanding. Like I remember when I was when I first came home, my second song, third song. Mm-hmm. I always used to write songs. I was just going easy, just easy. But my cousin, like he was talking, about, he he always keep on us on the right path. Right. He's like, listen, that's a good song. That's a good Philly song. That's mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's something good people in Philly like to hear. But I I got ears and that's not. That's not something everybody all around the world want to hear. Right, right. That's not what the industry want to hear. Right. And then he, so he just told me you got to be patient. He told me to listen to old school music, old school hits, and listen to hits. Don't listen to underground. Cause that's what I like. That's what we like. We like listening to underground music. Right. He said, don't listen to underground music. You got to listen to music out here. And I really had a, and he helped me get a true understanding. There's more details than that, but he helped me have a good understanding, more patience to our songs. Let me ask you this. Um, old school artists, you mentioned old school. Mm-hmm. Both of you. One at a time. Tell me your favorite old school artist and then your favorite artist that's out now. And why? <laughs> Man, I got a lot of new school and old. I mean, I like music in general. Right. So let's put that out there. I like music in general. Mm-hmm. So a lot, a lot. This my old school rapper. I like, I like DMX. Mm-hmm. I like uh, Run DMC for sure. Wow. L O Cool J. Okay. Yeah, and I listen to them because old school music, I always had a good feeling. I always had a good feeling, and, and when I listen, like, I can feel the vibe mm-hmm. of that music. Right. And new school, and I like, I like, I like Lil Uzi, uh, Shire and a lot of Shire, right? He's a little dirt, mm-hmm. um, Lil Dirk, Lil Herb, especially Lil Herb. But I like them because that's just the about what's up to date, and I, I, I can relate to them a little more. Okay. So I want to elaborate on LL Cool J. Yeah, I like LL Cool J because the way he was he rapped back in the day, it was no curse in, involved. It was like it was just straight. It was just straight. His 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 lyrics were powerful. And it was right. Meaningful. Right. And he and he meant it. He meant what he said, but he didn't have the curse. So mm-hmm. that's, I thought that was unique. 
So I thought that was unique. Now, um, my the new school, I will, I'll go with J. Cole. I like J. Cole. He's a lyricist. I, mean, I, I like listening to lyricists. I like, I like, I like um, imagery and music and stuff like that. So that's mm-hmm. why I like J. Cole. With growing up in Philadelphia, describe for us, for people who are listening around the country, what was it like or what is it like for you guys currently growing up in Philadelphia? And how has your neighborhood and your city embraced you as rappers and as artists? Growing up in Philadelphia, it's not easy at all. I have friends. I know people. Like me growing up, I'm like I didn't. I was popular before the music. I knew, right. so, I knew so many people. I knew I know different going to school and stuff like that. But I always still humble to myself. Right. But like I know I know friends that that are actually friends that that have it worse than me. Right. That that has to do things to so they be able to survive. It's not necessarily their fault, but mm-hmm. that's what they got. That's what they got to do. And I'm just saying, just keep your head up high and still strive for um, success and, and just progress. So the biggest thing is to progress. Right. And going up in the city, I grew up in the jungle. Mm-hmm. Like, I always was around. I always, my, my dad always set me around examples of examples, but not to be always. I had I had a five on my life. And right. Set me on the right path. And, right. And I've just seen a lot of bad examples. You go on the wrong path, and it's either. A lot, a lot of people know that even you gonna get deader and dumb. And mm-hmm. I've seen a lot. I got family members. I got close friends. I got a lot of people that ended up in them predicaments, in them situations. Right. But as the music and how it's improving, what was shown in us, like there's a lot of there's a lot of haters and that and that even gave me more motivation. Cause like when we put our first song out on on, on World Star, mm-hmm. we we had our right coming out too, not too good comments. Right. And and that just gave me more motivation. It's from people on Facebook. Right. Okay. What do you guys rap about? What types so, of subjects do you rap about? And is it clean or are you really going so, all out? No. So basically, our music and our label, it, they encourage us to write music for basically the women and the children. And we enjoy doing that as well because we like making positive music. We like making music for others, youth to look up to and, and want to um, and just want to sing our songs other than that. All the other average music that's been out. Talk to me real quick about multi entertainment. Multi entertainment is a big, encouraging, supportive group. <laughs> All they, right now. I mean, they um they push you to the limit. They push you to where where you want to stop, but there's no option because you can't stop. You gotta keep going, like. There's no stopping it, and, and multi entertainment is make it you all out, and you got to. Okay, who um, owns and operates multi? Is that your dad's label? My father, yes, and his partner. Okay. Do, do they have any other um, acts on the label other than you guys right now, or are they just focusing on the they, Chatterboard? They're basically right now focusing on us, but they they may have some other acts in the future. Okay. Well, we're gonna look forward to those surprises. What we're gonna do right now, everybody that's listening, we're getting ready to drop. The Chatter Boys, this is The Weekend, and we'll be back in just a few minutes with more in studio. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, I, I, I like how they get down. I like how they get down. Yeah. Yeah. 
From kids your ages, because that makes a difference. Let me change young men. Yeah, exactly. Young men. Young men. That's true. Listening to the weekend by the Chatter Boys, Philadelphia's own in studio guest this week. That was a hot joint, fellas. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it, man. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Once again, let's say this again. We got the Chatter Boys in the building. Yeah. Let's make some noise for the Chatter Boys. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So, talk to me about that single. It's titled The Weekend. Take us through the recording process. What inspired that song? And just give us a better picture of what was going on during the making. Because you got a video to it as well. Oh, yes, we do. So talk yes. to us about that whole process. So the weekend came about, um, we were just sitting in the studio one day. Mm-hmm. And we was with a bunch of our friends and different stuff like that. And we was like, man, our life is like the weekend every day. Like, wow. we always having fun. We always turning up with our friends. We always have good vibes and positive vibes. Right. Just looking for new things to do. So we decided, like, yo, what can we put down on a track that, like, that's mm-hmm. going to show this, like, it's going to let people know, like, how our lives is, like, what our lifestyle consists of. Mm-hmm. So we came up with it. Came we were fully flopped, fully flopped. We came up with it together, the hook. Um, okay. It was it was basically saying Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like, we all, we're going to turn up the, the okay. whole week. Okay. Monday, Wednesday. 
and then we came up with the verse is like what we really do like how our life is on the weekend the weekend who i'm gonna call who i wake up every morning and call and different stuff like that right. and we just put that in the song tali had his little verse to put it into a song <laughs> right, had his verse and put it into the song and what of what they do right um, it just came together and it, it was just a good song okay who produced the track ellie dog um, a little bit had Angie and Miss. Everybody had a little bit thing to do, but who right. mastered it was LA Dog. Okay. What we got coming up next? What's next for you guys? You got any tour plans? You got any more videos? Oh yes, we got um some some songs, some great song that we're working on is actually a sample or we remixing um it's called Candy Girl, um the Bobby Brown song. Yeah. So we got we we dropping that real soon. Stay tuned to that. It's gonna be a, a great song. Wow. All right now. Those those are big shoes to fill. Y'all gonna do that justice? Yes, yeah. Okay. We also okay. got a song June 11th. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see y'all stop. I'm gonna uh-huh. tell you right now. We are happy to have you guys here. Professionally, I got a good vibe from you guys. Uh-huh. Um, the way your team is moving so far. It yeah. looks like you guys got something to work with. Yeah, yeah, and don't look, don't forget about Chatterboys.com. We got merchandise. You can go there shop. You go. you go buy some sweaters, shirts. There you go. Look up on it. Now, individually, let the fans know how they can reach you individually as well as a group on social media. Okay, um, our group on social media is the Chatterboys. Look that up. That's on Instagram, um, Tumblr. We're on Twitter, Facebook. Chatterboys. They all the same. Um, me personally, you can look me up on Instagram, Philadelphia's finest. It's the store at Philadelphia's finest. Um, I mean, we got. You can also look me up at um, on Snapchat, and that's X97. I'm gonna pass it a little show you now, though. You going to Instagram? I don't got a lot of social media. You going to Instagram? Yeah, and yeah, Tali from somebody on the air. You're on in studio. Music Matisse, First Fan Radio. We got the Chatter Boys in the building. Yeah. What's, up, uh, what's up? Talk to us. I'm just trying to basically let everybody know, like, man, this town out in the city and where I'm from, you know, Trinity, Jersey, it's a lot of all issues out here, a lot of things going down. So I just want to know how do y'all think the music needs to be influenced to help the people um, this Nesco right here speaking. Uh, I think the music should be um, it it should be positive. The music should be positive. It should be looking forward, not not negative. Um, anything that happens been done. It, it's been done. You just gotta look forward to the future, man. It, it's not you can really do about the past, but if you look forward to the future and keep a good mindset, then who's telling you that that's gonna stop stop anything? I think I get you what you're saying. Um, on that note, like 
music out here, people people gonna listen to whatever they wanna listen to. Um, but it's gonna be lyricists and, and artists like us that's gonna keep making music that that's, that's gonna that's gonna be positive. That's hopefully gonna hit the radio. The more positive music that hit the radio, the more people that's gonna listen to it. You get the other music off and other stuff that's corrupting the industry and different stuff like that. I mean, I think everything should work out. That's why me and little shorty right here now doing what we gotta do to get on the radio. That's right. This little, this little shorty speaking in. We just gonna be people like J. Cole. A lot, a lot of people like us gonna keep on staying with a, a positive vibe. But we can't control what other people listen to, and sometimes it gotta be up to them what they gotta listen to. They, they feel that they need, they, they want a positive, they want a positive mi- mindset, positive life. They wanna have go. to look for that, they wanna have to search for that. All right. Man, all right, man. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. So, man, just need a little bit of outlook on this situation. I told Thank you. I appreciate it, man. And we thank you for calling in to in studio. Once again, we got the Chatter Boys in the building. What we're going to do right now, fellas, we're going to go into this next song. It's called Show Me. Yes, and after that, I'm sure y'all going to blow the speakers off the building by the time that's finished playing. Mm-hmm. And after that, we'll come back with more from the Chatter Boys right here on In Studio with Music and Teach, First Fan Radio. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. But we should have kept. We should have put that on him. Yo, this is John Peter, dog. You did that? <laughs> Actually, oh, you lucky Pop Nyer. It'll work out though because what we can do is talk to you a little more after this is over, and then just announce that we got the remix and play that. You know what I mean? If he's if he's gonna send it right over, this way it balances out. We good. And actually, just give us something to promote. Promote it. Speak on it a little bit more. You know what I mean? The baby showed me. The baby showed me. Oh,
So y'all got to carry the torch, man. Go Oh, yeah. Hey, we have to do what we do, man. 